Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Hello, my dear friends. I'm so thankful that I can speak to you again today, and I would like to continue about the miracles that God did in my life. And if you heard the previous session, you heard about the great miracle of my birth and also the great miracle of my rebirth being born again into the family of God. And I'm also so thankful that God protected me from straying away too far from him. As we go through life, and this is as a, as a maybe a young Christian, but also this is for those that are in the faith a long time, things can happen that we stray away from the Lord. We know that the devil always wants to separate us from God. So, know that it's not just you that are straying away from the Lord. There is somebody that is actively working to separate you from God, because when he can separate you from God, he can separate you from life, eternal life. And he doesn't only want to separate us from God, he's trying to separate us from the body of Christ. And I think so many people have been separated from a regular, normal church life maybe because of disappointment, maybe because of, well, I don't know what happened in your life, maybe the timing that you have your work and the timing of the church meetings just didn't fit together anymore. Maybe you have gotten involved with some friends or sports or something else, and the cares of life and the worries of life have just made it that you cannot visit your church so regularly anymore, and now you are just watching the different internet speakers And so you are getting your meal, as to say, a spiritual food. But I don't believe this is right because we need each other. This is how we serve God as we serve each other. And this is also how we learn and how things are being taught to us as we are molded together into that one body of Jesus Christ. Well, that's for another time. But so many have been separated from church It's just like a sheep that has been separated from the flock. When they are alone, they are vulnerable. I mean, who will take care of them when they fall? Who will heal their wounds or pick them up when they can't walk anymore? Who will bring them back in the right doctrine and in the right ways when they are just straying about in their own pace and their own desires? We need the body of Christ. We need to stay connected to that body And I don't believe you should be connected just to a virtual body as we are living in such a virtual world. That is an escape, and that's a, that's a fantasy, and that's not right. It's not going to work in the same way. We need to be connected as brothers and sisters. And I believe in these days that's a difficult thing for some people, but please don't be separated from the church. And that's the way that the devil works. He separates us from the flock. He separates us from the shepherd. And people just stray away. They just drift away. But I'm so thankful that God in my life has protected me. Uh, maybe some have had a traumatic experience. Maybe it was the way that you have been raised. Or maybe you have the wrong friends that have such influence upon you. And maybe there's disappointment or sadness in your life. Or maybe there's pride. Or maybe you just cannot forgive someone. Maybe there's the love of money, or maybe you are just living for materialism. Maybe there's the lust of flesh, 
Or maybe there's even idolatry or occultism in your life. Maybe you have been going to some fortune teller or something. Maybe it's the daily cares and the worries. Maybe it's just things that we would say by themselves. They are not sinful. There should not be a problem in the life of a person, but yet they became a problem because they took the place of God. So in other words, there are many different things in life that can tempt us and that can pull at us or that can push us into a certain direction. And there are points, there are those moments that you know, hey, this is not the right way. And the Lord prompts us through a word. He prompts us through the Holy Spirit or through a minister that speaks to us, like I'm speaking to you today. This could be a moment that God is speaking to you to prompt you to return back to the flock, to return back to the Father. But somehow at these turning points, you make a decision. Will you proceed in the way that you are going? Will you harden your heart? Will you drift further away? Or will the fear of the Lord grip you? And will it bring you back to your knees and bring you back to the church? Will you go back and humble yourself and ask forgiveness and just go to the pastor and just talk it out or just talk it out with that brother or that sister that has caused you to stay away from the church or that has caused you to drift away? Will you just tell that soccer team or football, wherever, in whatever country or cricket, whatever country you're living and you're listening, will you tell them, I'm sorry, I want to play, but I cannot play on that level because it's just keeping me away from my Lord. It's keeping me away from my house of worship. It's keeping me away of my ministry. I I can't do two things. Well, my dear friend, at that moment, you can make a decision and turn back into that life with the Lord and turn back to your first love. You can turn back to taking that place where God put you, or you can harden yourself or just Uh, move further away from the Lord. And so I'm so thankful that in my life, at those moments where I was drifting or maybe pulled or pushed into a certain direction, that the Lord always brought something there to pull me back, to bring me back. He is the great shepherd that comes and brings us back into the fold. He brings us back into the flock. And I'm so thankful that I did not miss out on the purpose of God for my life, that I did not walk an alternate path, but that I am walking on his path. Hallelujah. That's a miracle. I'm so thankful for another miracle, and that is that he kept me from fatal decisions. You know, some decisions, they have a small impact on your life. Some decisions have a big impact on your life. Or what will I wear today? Will I wear that pink dress or that blue dress? Or will I put on my red shoes or my blue shoes or my blue suit or my black suit? Well, it's important and it can be important how you look like. But on the other hand, well, after today, that that decision probably won't really matter so much anymore. But there are other decisions that can have a great impact on your life. Will you marry that person or not? Will you raise your children in that way? or in that way? Will you bring them to church or not? Will you uproot and go to another church because you feel you want to go while your kids are rooted there and getting the right education and in such an important moment in their life for stability? Oh, so many 
people have made decisions and they could not oversee the impact of that decision. They could not see the consequences that that decision would have in their life. And instead of relying and trusting upon the Holy Spirit, they did what their heart desired to do. And they did not realize the great impact it would have upon not only their life, but even the lives of their children and grandchildren. Oh, what about that decision if you will buy that house with a great debt or not? Or what about that decision that you will stand up against the anointed of the Lord together with that group that's not happy in the church anymore? Oh, I'm so thankful that God kept me. Oh, that he brought me Godelief as my wife and that I didn't marry some other girl I had my eye upon when I was young, but he protected me and kept me. And he brought Godelief in my life, which is so important because she is the one with whom I was able and uh, with whom I am able to fulfill his calling upon my life. I'm so thankful with all my travels around the world. I've traveled so much and so far that he never brought me into a country in a wrong time where something happened to me or something happened at home. He always kept me safe from these decisions that sometimes I made very consciously, but also sometimes I wasn't even aware of the importance of the decision I was making, but the Lord protected me. Or oh, I think of another great miracle in my life. It's the miracle of how he protected me on the mission field and how he protected me while I was young, how he protected me from accidents and from sickness and how he delivered me. Oh, hallelujah. I must think of a time when I was a young boy and I was crossing the street and um, I, I, I saw the light was green and I started to walk over, but there was a car on the other side that ran the red light and he had such a high speed. And all I can remember is that suddenly I was on the other side. I cannot explain it any other way, my friend, but I, I know as a fact that that car should have hit me and I should have been dead. The impact of that big car with that speed on a young boy as I was, I should have been dead. But an angel of the Lord, I believe it with all my heart, an angel of the Lord just pushed me or pulled me or brought me or transferred me somehow on the other side and I was there and that car missed me. What a miracle that was in my life. Oh, I remember I had such a backache, and I was drafted for the army, but because of my back, they did not uh, allow me to go into the army, and so it was a serious and a real thing. And I, I respect you dearly if you're a soldier, but for me, I knew my life's path was different as a minister of the word. And so I tell you, I did not pray for healing until after the doctor checked me and after they dismissed me from the drafting into the army. But after that, I prayed for healing and God healed me of my backache because going to all these nations, I needed a strong back. Hallelujah. So God healed me of my backache. Oh, I remember another time I was a young man. Uh, I think I was 16, 17, 17 probably. And something came in my cheek and it swole up uh, my face, everything pulled to that one side, my eye, everything. It was terrible. It was so swollen. And I went to the doctors and to the hospital and they checked up and they said, oh, this is dangerous. There's fluids there. And if we don't operate you, 
that fluid can burst up and it can go to your brain and all the problems that that will bring. So, so we need to operate you immediately and we will just cut you open and so and so. And they explained everything. Well, you know, I believed in miracles, but at the same time, I thought, well, let me go to the doctor and let him help me because that's uh, easier. I thought that was easier than praying for that miracle at that time. But after that doctor explained what he was going to do to me, I tell you, my faith just shot up and and went so high. I said, doctor, let me go home and uh, let me just talk this over. And uh, the doctor said, no, you need to stay. Well, I'll keep the bed open. I know you'll be back before evening. But I went home to my sister's house. This was in New York. And she anointed me with her husband. They anointed me with oil. And I fell asleep as they prayed the prayer of faith over me. And the next morning, I woke up and it was almost completely gone. I ate some soup. She made wonderful soup for me. And a few hours later, it was gone. Praise the Lord for that miracle that he brought in my life. Well, I needed that experience. Sometimes your faith just needs a little push. It needs a little encouragement. And that doctor gave me all the encouragement that I needed. Well, another time in my life, there was some other issue in my body. And I knew that the Lord wanted me to go through that process in the hospital But I didn't want to go to that hospital. Oh, I didn't like that hospital to go there, to lay down on that bed and the doctors to do that thing. Oh, I respect them. Again, I'm thankful for them. But I said, Lord, let me stay home and you just do it in in my life. But the Lord said, no, not this time. You You need to experience this. And so it was such a battle for me to go to that hospital and to surrender myself into the hands of these doctors but I, I, I was surrendering myself into the hand of the Lord, but also into the hands of these doctors. That was the way of surrendering myself into the hand of the Lord. That's a strange thing to say maybe, but it was something the Lord wanted me to experience and that I had to trust him and let go of my own thinking. And so as I went there and I went through that process well, thank the Lord he brought me out of that experience and, and, and everything is well with my body. I'm healthy, I'm fit. But, but that was an experience how he brought me through that fear of hospital and the fear of the doctors and fear of the operation and fear of these things. And he brought me through. And, and I felt this was an important experience for me as an evangelist. As we pray many times for those and we say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And, and the Lord heals us. But there are also so many of God's children that have to go through things. They have to go through these medical things or they have to go through times of sickness. And this gave me such a great perspective on that and compassion for them. Well, I think of the times that I went to the mission field and there were so many diseases in those nations. I've been doing this for over 30 years and all the leprosy that was there, AIDS and typhus and hepatitis and Ebola. I mean, all the nations I went to, there was always these sicknesses going about. As I went to that AIDS hospital to visit those people, and I was encouraging them with the word, and and that Christian overseer, he said, well, John, you know what these people miss the most? They miss a hug. They miss a touch. They miss someone to, to just love them. So, John, you are minister of the Lord. Just go there and hug them and just go there and encourage them and love them. Well, this was many years ago. Not so much was known about AIDS. And I tell you, for one instant, I thought, oh, Lord, 
hugging and, and touching all these people with AIDS? Is that something I can do in this nation? Uh, it was in South Africa. But, you know, he encouraged me. He said, do it. And how could I say, no, I won't do that? Oh, Jesus was there with all these sick people, touching them all, healing them all in the, in the name of the Father. I went there and I hugged them and I encouraged them and loved them. That was something to overcome in my life. As I laid my hand so many times upon those that had leprosy, their hands eaten away with leprosy, and I anointed them with oil and prayed for them. As I went to these nations with typhus and and Ebola in, in the Congo so many times. Oh, always when I went somewhere, something was happening, going on, erupting there. And I went there and I prayed for these people. And I'm so thankful that God protected me. So many places were so unhygienic. And the food they put before me, I tell you, I knew sometimes if I would eat that without the Lord, I'd be so sick. Or if I would drink it, I would be so sick, but what you're going to do in all these nations? Well, I was called for it, of course. Not everybody can do it. You need to be called for these things. But I went there, and the Lord has protected me all these years. He has delivered me of great depression. Oh, when I was young, I would have weeks of depression that I didn't want to come out of the room, that all the curtains were closed, and I was living in darkness, and there was such anger in my heart. But the Lord delivered me of this anger. He delivered me of this depression. I remember one time there was a VCR player and it was not working right. And I took out the power cord. And you know, as you try with a nine volt battery upon your tongue to see if it still has power and you get a little shock of it. As a, as a young child, I took that cord and put it on my tongue and I didn't feel nothing. So I put it on there again. And somebody came and just pulled it out of my hand. And we found out there was power on that cord. If that power, 220 volt here in the Netherlands, would have shot through my tongue, maybe it would have been a problem for me to preach the gospel with a normal voice because that would have hit my tongue and paralyzed it or have done something to it. But the Lord protected me. And I tell you, I can speak miracle after miracle, how the Lord worked miracles through my life, but also in my life, protecting me, keeping me from harm and from danger. Oh, I'm so thankful as he brought me through all these nations that he brought me home safe again, and he brought me home healthy. Oh, that doesn't mean I never had a challenge, and it doesn't mean I was never sick, and it doesn't mean I never felt pain or that there were never things in the, in the, in the political scene or in other ways that endangered me in those nations, but the Lord was there protecting me, bringing me through as I preached the gospel with boldness through the Holy Spirit. And as he has done with me, he wants to do for you, and he is still doing it today. Father, I pray for those that need healing. I pray for those that need deliverance. I pray for those that need a touch from the Holy Spirit today. Maybe those that are drifting away, bring them back into the flock. Bring them back near to you. I pray for those, Lord, that need encouragement, that need a hug of love. Oh, hug them today, Heavenly Father. Kiss them on their head, oh, Heavenly Father, and let your love flow through them. Let them be encouraged today. Let them be healed today in soul, body, and spirit. 
Let them be strengthened today. Let them know that you are with them and that you never leave them nor forsake them. Heal them, bless them, deliver them, do miracles in their life as you have done in my life so many times and protect them, Lord. I thank you you will do this because of the great sacrifice of Jesus. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 